welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. Tom Cruise's Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Filmed during COVID, so Tom Cruise really wanted this movie to come out. It is directed by Tom Cruise's longtime director, Christopher McQuarrie. I think yeah. he had done Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. He did he, Rogue Nation, Ghost he, Protocol. Fallout. I think he had written Jack Reacher that stars he wrote He wrote Maverick. Maverick. He wrote part of Edge of Tomorrow. So, again, he's has his hooks into Tom Cruise. I mean, Tom Cruise... Partner. That's his film partner. That's... I mean, Tom Cruise has, like, maybe two or three people that he tends to work with all the time. Christopher McQuarrie is just kind of, like, one of the more frequent people. It's also written by Bruce Geller, Eric Jenderson. It stars Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell, because Matt and I were watching. It's like, where do we know her from? Peggy Carter. Yep. Major Peggy Carter. Also, Ving Rhames, and then Simon Pegg's in the movie, Becca Ferguson's in the movie, Vanessa Kirby's in the movie, and also Esau Morales, Palm Clementif, like whatever you say her last yep. name. That's it. The movie starts off, basically, it's like the hunt for Red October. <laughs> there is a Russian sub that American sub in their sights. They believe that they're being tracked, and one of the things that they're going to use is a torpedo to blow up the American sub but what it turns out to be is that there is no sub. After the torpedoes let go, the torpedo kind of circles around, blows up the Russian sub seeing Ethan Hunt uh, he is then on a mission to find Elsa Faust that somehow what she has is also connected to this submarine that has sank. Trying to find her, something happens they claim that she dies directors of the IMF, Mr. Kittredge, is having a meeting with the director of national intelligence. This strange guy that just kind of shows up in this meeting. So there's, there's a whole bunch of big wigs in the government. This one guy shows up. Then it turns out to be Tom Cruise in the mask. He knocks out everybody in the meeting except for Kittredge. You start finding out that there's this experimental AI that is just known as the entity that everyone is concerned about that the entity is technically thinking about it as Skynet that is self-aware at some point, this key that was also on the sub that you have to find the pieces of the key and do something with AI. They don't know what it does, at least early on in the movie, but it is a sentient AI. There's chat GPT on a rampage, drunk and stupor. You need to stop it. Let's go to big Mike because big Mike likes Tom Cruise. And as we had explained before, that Tom Cruise makes movies for you specifically, Mike. How did you feel about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning? Bear with me because I'm actually inside the pool doing something. So <laughs> Big Mike having that pool party, yo. <laughs> and it's empty. You know, I'm standing here trying to get clean because they're going to come replace the liner tomorrow. So hopefully this ongoing saga will be over very quickly. I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed Mission Impossible. Once again, as you stated, Tom Cruise let you know via video that this film was made to be seen in the theater, and he makes these movies for us. And like I said, damn it, if this man don't seem to get better with time, better with age, this is the one franchise to me that does not slow down. It just keeps getting better. If you look at this in context of Fast and the Furious, where Fast and the Furious just kind of got dumb at a certain point, and this movie still takes itself... Seriously, because of Tom Cruise, but go ahead. I mean, aside from phenomenal acting, even Haley Atwell, I think she did a really good job. Like, 
you don't need to go back to Marvel to even see what she did then because she did so much better than this. The writing was fantastic. Directing was fantastic. Like I said, the stunts, I'm always talking about Tom Cruise and the stunts because, again, he does everything. So when you see these effects and these different things, other than the scenery, majority of it is not CGI. It's actually him. Like, they actually threw a train off a cliff in Norway for when the train broke. Mm-hmm. Like, these are real things that they do. And then, once again, they kind of give you little tidbits each movie keep you enthralled for instance this one they hinted at the fact of everybody was given a choice and so now you know that ethan apparently had a life prior to the imf that wasn't on the positive side mm-hmm. and at some point rather than go to jail he had a choice and i'm assuming in the next one they might touch on this a bit because he knows gabriel the gabriel main villain and tom cruise has history for some reason yeah, it's unexplained past. For most of the movie, but they explain it somewhat towards the end of the movie. Go ahead. Yeah, and I think they're doing that just to set up part two to get, I think, more in-depth with what Ian's past might have been, how they know each other, who Gabriel actually is. It's also kind of relevant to the time. I mean, hell, they're on strike now, partially because of the AI thing and protections. And now you got the main villain being a artificial intelligence that's sentient. Current, really good writing, really good story. Action was phenomenal. It's two and a half hours, I think two hours, 36 minutes. And I swear, I didn't feel like it was. I came out of the movie like, oh, it's been that long already. No, there were no dull moments to me. He keeps the same people. He works with the same people. And the formula just works. So if it works, why are you going to break it or not continue that? Dude, to me, is the example of what everybody else in Hollywood needs to strive to be doing. He gets it. It's not about pushing some social issues, not about representation, all this other stuff. It's writing a good movie, directing a good movie, good acting, giving people what they want to see, and just delivering every time. And to me, if you go with that formula as simple as it is, then you'll work. It'll work. And this is proven to put. I mean, this is seven. There's going to be an eight, depending on how they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they do a nine or ten. But I have no doubt that it'll still be a fantastic movie one way or another. All right, so let's go to Keith. Keith, how do you feel about Mission Impossible. I had high expectations and it managed to exceed it. I came in there like, this is going to be great. And I'm like, oh my God. One of the best things about it was that at the very beginning, they were going through showing the submarine disaster. And then you go through Kitchen's explanation of what was going on. And if you look at that time, first 15 minutes of the movie, Tom Cruise wasn't even in it. And the movie was still good. So if your star doesn't need to show up in your movie, that tells me it's well-directed, it's well-written. Plus, I, well I want to say that Cold Open was probably about like 20 minutes of it mm-hmm. before they showed the title card. Yes. And by the time it got on in, when Cruz popped on the scene, it was on. Everything from that beginning, that opening montage, everything from the, from the very beginning to the very end. And... One thing I noticed Mission Impossible didn't really do, they didn't do the quirky villains that James Bond did. Mm-hmm. But with Palm in the situation, she was that quirky Bond type villain. She was yeah. a henchwoman, but yeah. I don't need James Bond anymore. Esau Morales was the shit. I'm like, that dude can move. I'm like, uh Yeah, Matt yeah, said yeah. that. Matt said that when we watched it. He's like, yo, that dude's good. <laughs> like, I'm like, that dude's good. I'm like, Esau Morales looks good. Is he back? Has he, he really never really kind of blew up to that A-list status, but he's kind of always been on the peripheral and the fringe, so to speak. But mm. uh, he's not look good. I mean, he was doing his thing. Okay. I remember him from Ozark. 
is awesome in Ozark. The way they set them up, you got to have good writing to set up a villain that has history with your lead, and you barely go into that history. There's no exposition in this. Front-loaded exposition with Kittrix, where he was talking and debriefing someone. You kind of sat there, but at the same time, it was such a compelling story that he was telling, the way he, that whole tale was being woven. You're caught up in it, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, we got Skynet in this? So this is Skynet. Okay. Tom Cruise is the man to take care of it. Okay, I'll believe it. One man in the world who has a strength of will to destroy it. And that's Tom Cruise. And I absolutely fucking believed it. The only downside, I want to say this whole thing, and it was a negative only because it was supposed to be. And that was Haley Atwell's character, Grace. She was starting to get on my damn nerves. At one point I was like, if you don't listen to Tom Cruise, if you don't listen to what the fuck he's trying to tell you to do, let's get on with it. I'm going to be pissed. If you thought about it, doesn't know what the hell is going on. She's a grifter. Hired to do a job by one person. That's the only person that she possibly knows. Everybody else is just nameless stranger doing whatever they want to do, telling her she's got to go and she's got to move this way or that. Towards the end, I kind of understood what was going on. And through the course of the movie, he's basically trying to gain her trust. The movie worked. It worked on levels. I like that how they finally separated Ving Rhames' and Simon Pegg's character. They're not the two tech guys. Ving Rhames is the computer science expert. Simon Pegg's character is sort of the backup agent. It all worked out. Everyone knew their roles. Everyone knew where they belonged. Stunts were phenomenal. I was appreciative of the lack of CGI and the use of practical effects. Every set piece or stunt position was made perfect sense and it actually fit and work that yellow car scene with the car scene in rome i was like it was actually kind of funny and yeah it basically was, italian job <laughs> it's basically italian job exactly and it was damn right funny but i'm like you know tom cruise is really doing that shit he's really driving that car with one damn hand handcuffed to Halle atwell and i think Halle atwell was driving that car around and smashing into everything and shit because you can see the look of fear in tom cruise's eyes half the damn time <laughs> this is my shit it's phenomenal. Dude, I'm here for the next movie. He's going out with a bang. He's got a lot to live up to with this movie. I'm, I know for a fact he can even do it. This is going to be great. I'll make one final observation. Pretty sure they're just going to end this series unless he introduces it or there is an actor out there that can actually, that's at Tom Cruise's level in terms of acting and stunt work. Anyone else coming into this franchise is not going to make it. It's not going to work. The next movie that comes out, they might as well just end it. You look around for the next one. And honestly, everybody who's coming close to Tom Cruise's level in terms of dedication to that craft, Keanu Reeves, Chris Hemsworth, Henry Cavill, John David Washington, all those dudes doing their own stuff and trying to do, mixing it up with thoughtful action movies and having the acting chops to back it up. They're not at Tom Cruise's level yet. And there's no way they're going to be able to pull off any of the shit that he's doing. And I don't think they want to. You know, Henry Cavill might, but he's not at that level yet. I'm looking forward to the last hurrah for Mission Impossible. I don't know how they're ever going to top it. Paramount will go out of business and shit because they got nothing else in the pipe. Those are my thoughts. All right, Matt. Wow, this is like one of the, in a long time, to actually appreciate what Tom does. When we're taking a look at least the last two to three years, I mean, when you're looking at top movies, what are some of the top movies that have come out? Top Gun, this one. This is what going to the movies is about experience, Emotion, character development, intrigue, suspense, chase scenes. This is exactly what all of this is about. And Tom Cruise does it better than anyone in the game. I'm glad that he did make it only for the movies rather than streaming. His dedication and effort 
and ambition definitely shows. It's not just someone just reading a sheet of paper and we're just kind of sitting there in the movie. At least for me, I was very engaged when I saw it and paying attention to the characters. Again, this is the way movies should be. All of you guys hit on everything that I would have hit on. Like Mike said earlier, hey, there's nothing as far as like any agendas. This is just a movie, pure storytelling at its finest. Can't wait for the next one. Like I think Keith hit on it earlier is about 15, 20 minutes until we even saw the main character. Everything felt significant. Typically, like with movies that have come out, at least lately, there's a dull period where like, you know what? Nothing's really going on. I'm just going to go to the bathroom and then come back and as if nothing happened. With this movie, I felt like, hey, if I had to get up and go somewhere, uh, I'd probably miss a vital piece and then be like, all right, I might have to come back again. This movie, I'll definitely see again. Action was definitely on point. And especially after so many Mission Impossible movies, you'd think that would get old. So as far as like the formula that he has discovered, like Mike said earlier, hey, it works. Keep doing it, but do it better. And he does it every time. Uh, unlike movies like Fast and Furious, and now, now it's getting ridiculous. This is something I'm really looking forward to. And it's going to be a sad day when this franchise ends. I just hope Tom sticks around a little bit more for his other movies that he's done and maybe develop those franchises. It's just an amazing movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I will say this. Tom Cruise is the same person in almost every movie that he's in. And this movie follows the same Tom Cruise formula where you have him playing opposite a female lead, but the female lead is also an equal. For whatever reason, this formula works for Tom Cruise, except for The Mummy. But this movie is great because, again, Tom Cruise is out there. He's doing it for you. He's doing it for Mike. He's doing it for Keith. He's doing it for Matt. He's doing it for me. He's doing it for all his fans. Tom Cruise has made you forget about Scientology. He just said, look, all right, you're going to criticize me? Let me just come out with these bomb movies. <laughs> so is that I find this to be a complete movie. Even at the end of the movie, where the movie wraps up, technically, it could just been the end of the movie at that point. But you still have this other element that there will be a sequel to this. Tom Cruise will still be doing his own stunts, the production side of this because Tom Cruise wants to make good movies. He is making the movies that used to come out that were events that you needed to go to the movie theater on a Friday night. You go buy your tickets. You needed to get there early. You needed to go buy popcorn, a hot dog, chicken strips. Tom Cruise wants you to sit down in a seat, enjoy all that mm -hmm. for two and a half hours, and then afterwards, sneak into this movie again and like watch it. Because, again, Tom Cruise is making movies that are events. What used to be the Marvel movies used to be mm -hmm. events. But then yep. Disney, Disney got Old greedy. Events. Disney got greedy and started watering down this. But Tom Cruise, again, he's delivered on Mission Impossible. He has delivered on this movie. He delivered on Fallout. That, again, these movies, we're talking about post-COVID movies, that his movies in particular still follow the same formula. Matt and I were watching this. I told him, I'm like, yeah, like maybe I need to go back and watch Edge of Tomorrow. Maybe I need to go back and watch the first Jack Reacher. The second one was trash. I need to go watch those movies because those movies are so good. Oblivion, mm -hmm. still a good movie. So watch Edge of Tomorrow and Oblivion every once in a while. I'll pop in and watch a few scenes. Yeah, but again, Tom Cruise making those popcorn movies that used to be a event. What should be Indiana Jones is this movie. 
almost follows mm-hmm. the same formula. Like, there's a long car chase in this movie. There's a long one in Indiana Jones. They're globe hopping in each movie. But Tom Cruise knows how to do it better. Again, Tom Cruise has made you forget about Scientology. Plain and simple, just by being an awesome actor. And again, he is the same person in every movie. He doesn't have to do much. But what he's doing, compensating for that and delivering a great movie. Uh, to a point where this old style of filmmaking needs to come back. The Marvel iteration. We've had the Star Wars iteration. We've had the young adult novel iteration. A lot of those things have eventually failed, but why is Tom Cruise succeeding? I don't know, but again, he's making old school movies. Ghost Protocol. I still think about that movie. That dude was out in the building, hanging out there on a cable, swinging around. I'm like, Tom Cruise is really doing that. Let's go to score so we can kind of wrap this up. So Big Mike... What score would you give Dead Reckoning Part 1? For whatever reason, I'm still at nine and a half, and I don't know why. I just am. <laughs> That's just where I'm at. I kind of feel like if I see it again, I'm probably going to end up changing that to a 10. My gut feeling right now is just nine and a half. Like I said, solid movie. I don't have any real major complaints with it. Completely looking forward to the next one. And I just think right now, like I said, Tom Cruise is the blueprint. Like, if you're not following what this dude's doing, then you're just setting yourself up for failure. because this dude is going to continue to succeed and just continue to deliver. And without spoiling anything, the other thing that I did want to mention outside doing whatever, wouldn't really focus too much. The movie had consequences at points too. And that's something that I always like, because after a while you kind of like, you know, y'all just doing stuff and fast and the furious formula. Oh man. Well, it's all about family. People die in this movie. Really, really good movie. I definitely want to see it again. Watching old ones. Rogue Nation, Fallout, I think, Ghost Pro, all those were on, like, last week, and I swear to God, the second day I was cutting TV on, they were on, never changed the channel. <laughs> like, I sit there and watch all these over. I, I could start from one and watch all the way up through this one right now. It would not bother me one bit. They just never get old. Like, they age completely well. And to me, that's just something that just doesn't happen in movies a lot anymore. I don't know if it's going to beat out Oppenheimer and Barbie this weekend, but... If you're yeah. not going to see either one of those, I suggest any and everybody get you a ticket and go see Mr. Pops because you will not be disappointed at all. So, Keith, what score would you give Mission Impossible? I'm going to give it a 9.5. Unlike Mike, I know why. It's not a perfect 10. There was an element of predictability about it. Something happened to a character. I knew that shit was going to happen. Do it and get it over with already. Like, you know, stop trying to draw it out. It's one of those things where there was a moment. Haley Atwell's character, Grace, did something stupid. And there was no real explanation for why she did that stupid shit. It got something like fucked up. Kind of like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Like, this is stupid as fuck. But other than that, it's spot on entertainment. I'm going to be watching this movie. I, I will rewatch the entire Mission Impossible library with the exception of three. Hmm. Over and over again. I can watch all those things. I can even watch Abrams is Keith Arch Nemesis. I fuck AJ Abrams, so. Um, and I'm glad that bad robot uh, uh, production shit got taken out of the uh, marquee. He had nothing to do with this shit. Beautiful filmmaking. The MacGuffin was a damn villain. I loved it. That's a twist. <laughs> Tom Cruise is out to kill Skynet. Stop the Terminator and the Rise of the Machines. Only Tom Cruise can do this show. Man, yeah. I'm all about that shit. Nine and a half. All right, Matt. I'll be the first to give this movie a 10. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really wasn't paying attention to the time because I was entertained. I was intrigued. So I have no problem with giving it a 10 because I plan on watching it again. I mean, the movie was so good, I actually watched the movie before it just to tie things together. 
because it's been a while since I've seen uh, Mission Impossible. And typically for me, I'm just like, oh, it's a movie, it's done. Kind of drawn me in back to movies past to see how everything ties in together. 10, enjoyed it, loved it, can't wait to see it. I'll be first in line when part two comes out. One or two small nitpicks. So one is that Haley Atwell shenanigans, like early on in the movie, that, hey, I'm just not going to listen. Regardless of how it's written. She was thick, though. Yeah, but there was like some kind of back and forth between her and Tom Cruise, some one uppery every now and then about pickpocketing and things like that. So that's one. And then, like, maybe towards the end, I was trying to understand Pong Clementive, her angle towards the end of the movie. Other than that, I will say that Tom Cruise kind of ripped off the Captain America, the Winter Soldier storyline where there's this kind of rogue AI that is picking off people to kill <laughs> what happened in this movie. And like, if you're going to do that, at least you picked a good movie to do it. I mean, it is not the formula for it, but it is like some of the catalysts that obviously Hodger came up with an AI that wanted to kill certain people, which is somewhat along the lines of this movie if you look at it and then also terminated Two, spoiling a lot of things tom cruise has done it again plain and simple he will continue to do it tom cruise makes movies for you he makes movies for your soul he makes movies for your dollars he makes movies for the movie theaters he makes movies for you to enjoy making an event out of it talking to your friends about it and kind of go crazy but Tom Cruise is out there doing it. He's out there riding off cliffs on motorcycles, base jumping like a madman multiple times. He's out there breaking his ankle. He's out there hanging off of buildings. He's hanging on the side of a plane for you. He doesn't have to do that. They can CG him in there. They can just film it as a wide shot. The camera directly on Tom Cruise's face as he is like literally flying through the air on the outside of a plane. And he is out there doing it. And that's Beast Game Pop.